Time podcast. My name is Hannah Slate, and with me is my lead host. I'm actually just the sidekick, uh, Dusty Slay. All right, hey, Dub, pumped to be here. Thank you, Hannah. Yeah, that felt good. Did it feel good? Oh yeah, feels good to do the uh, the name of the podcast and the name of each person on it every time, letting mm-hmm. people know who's here with them. Mm-hmm. Nouns are fun. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah. Um. Well, welcome back. Mm-hmm. Um. It is December twenty eighth, I believe. Gosh, um, we're getting to the end. The end of the year is near. Mm-hmm. 2023, come to an end. Crazy year, dude. You know, it is it is interesting to think about the year in that uh, 2020, everything changed. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, had a, I had an email that I'd like to read uh, from a guy that um, messaged me saying he listened to every one of the, these podcasts uh, in like three months, he binged all of our episodes and, um, but he did it in a way that, you know, and he says, you know, when it came into 2020, you know, it really changed because that's when I really started to talk about the Bible on the podcast was in 2020 because, you know, the world seemed to be ending and all everyone's career seemed to be ended and so I wanted to share things with people to give them hope. And I think that only God gives people hope. And, you know, other things can give you a small hope here and there. But I think, you know, God and Jesus is ultimately what gives us hope. Without those things, um, you know, all you have is this world that we live in. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so to think that we were in that place and now here we are about to go into 2024, four mm. years later. It's crazy. It's four years later. It feels like literally last week. Yeah. I mean, we went into COVID. Um, we had just gotten this house, but we went into COVID with no kids and now we have two kids. Yeah. Um, in, in here in Nashville, we had a tornado that struck. Now, recently, we just had one again, but particularly our our area and a more deadly tornado hit Nashville, and then the next weekend was COVID. Yeah. And so all of that happened, and now here we are, um, you know, four years later, um, you know, and I, and I guess that just is the passage of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's not much yeah. you can say about it other than, well, that's how time works. I mean, I just bought some sparkling grape non-alcoholic juice for New Year's. That's who I am now. Yeah. I buy non-alcoholic sparkling juice to ring in a new year. Yeah. I'm a mom. Yeah. Do you know what we would have done uh, on 2019 into 2020 New Year? Yeah, absolutely. What did we do? We went to 
and uh, Andrew Dorfman's farm. Oh, he yeah. had a party. And we went to we went to Le- no we went to Le- we went out for cocktails. I had a cocktail, and then we went to Leanne Morgan. She did a show at Zany's, and then we went to oh, yeah. Andrew Dorfman's party at his farm. And I remember little baby goats were born, and we wow. watched the little baby goats be born. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I, also amazing that Leanne Morgan was doing a show at Zany's. Yeah. I and, mean, she's a big time uh, theater act now. Yeah. Well, she was, I think, blowing up at that point. Like yeah. she was getting bigger. And I remember her being possibly one of the most charming people I'd ever met in the green room. So much so that it didn't really aff- offend me that it felt like she was not going to say it felt like she was hitting on you, but she just had that charm that like a Southern lady has yeah. where she's calling you yummy all the time. Yeah. I think Leanne Morgan has that thing where it feels like she's flirting with everyone. Yes. yes. And everyone's okay with it. Absolutely. Yeah. She goes, Oh, your husband's just so yummy. Aren't you sweetheart? And she's <laughs> just like touching your lap all the time. Like, can I have an autograph? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, who's this lady? Will you want to be my mother-in-law? You want to be my mom? Yeah. Well, that's going to be my sister wife. Let's go. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. And then, you know, I, and you know, I like to find moral, uh, laws and things, you know, um, you know, uh, just sort of signs or symbols of things to come. And I do believe those baby goats being born was a symbol of the children I was soon to be having. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, well, it happened. Yeah. It did happen. Mm-hmm. I don't even think we at that time wanted to have kids. No, you no. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we've talked about this before, but before we got married, you kind of sat me down and said, listen, you have to be okay that we're not having kids because I don't want you to wake up when you're 35 or 36 and start telling me you want to have kids. And I was like, yeah, no problem. And then here we are. We have two kids. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine not having those kids. They're the sweetest little things. I mean, so sweet. They're just tiny little babies. I mean, we just went back to Alabama, did a little family time, took the kids, and, uh, you know, we got to see uh, a few different little factions of my family. My family is not so together that they're all hanging out with each other, so we got to see a few little factions. We rented an Airbnb on Saturday uh, in Opelika uh, on 8th Street, uh, across from 2nd Avenue, very nice old house. Um, you know, not too expensive, especially when you compare just the cost of us getting a hotel maybe for that time period, uh, is about the same. Uh, and uh, just an old school, probably early 1900s house. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, two bedroom, one bath, real old school kind of thing, but but nice, cold floors, yeah, character, yeah. And uh, we, um, the first night we got there was uh, on Saturday was Hannah's birthday. And so we wanted to go out to dinner. So my sister and her husband and their kids who come here a lot all came over to babysit for us. So, and Daisy just loved it. I mean, the moment they showed up, Daisy was so excited 
And she didn't even care that we left. She she couldn't wait for us to get out of there. I mean, I, I think Sam, you know, Sam still misses us a bit. Um, but they just played. And me and Hannah went over to a restaurant in downtown Opelika called Cafe 123. Uh, this place, I don't know exactly how it works now, but when I, after high school, two guys I graduated with kind of opened it up. One guy, one guy I thought was an owner, and then the other guy was the chef. Uh, I, I don't know the dynamic now. I don't know if that owner is still involved or not. I never see him, but the chef is still there, my friend Aaron. And, uh, so, you know, we made a reservation. We went over there. It's a very nice restaurant. You know, it's it's fine dining. Um, and, like, I went there years ago, probably 2015 or 16. We did, me and, Aaron, uh, me and uh, Evan Burke and Vince Fabra did a tour through Opelika. I guess... Derek Humphrey was with us on that one, too. We did a tour around the southeast, and uh, we went to Opelika and did a thing at the old Coca-Cola event center. And Aaron was like, why don't you have, you know, people come to the restaurant before to eat, uh, you know, before the show? And I go, all right. So I, I kind of made this the like the not the after party, but like a pre-party. Like if you wanted to come here, go there. And, and I showed up and I pulled out that menu and I saw those prices and I was like, oh no, this is not going to be good. Um, uh, because, you know, it was a bit out of my price range for a casual meal. Now, if I'm taking my wife to her birthday, uh, that's one thing, but this was, you know, this is a casual, we about to do some comedy kind of thing. And I knew a lot of my family was going to show up and they were like, <laughs> they're like, they're not having it either. And, uh, so I had never had the full experience. Aaron was very nice to us at that time. He gave us a bunch of appetizers, even though we were like splitting dishes <laughs> <laughs> People were insecure and complaining about the free appetizers. People were like, they need to show him how to cook frog green tomatoes. And it's like, these are delicious. You're just insecure right now. And you don't know how to express yourself, you know. Um, but we went there. And what a what an experience. We had some fried chicken skins. We had uh, fried asparagus. We had a, a, a bread, uh, you know, a bunch of different breads with some Parmesan cheese spread. And had, you know, we don't eat pork or shellfish, and they offered a lot of that. I'm sure there would have been many other delicious items for us if we were in it, uh, but we don't eat that. So I had, but I had a steak. Hannah had some fish. I had a red snapper, and I had a delicious glass of wine. Yes. I mean, it was really great. It was yeah. a really nice meal. They really took care of us. And we had a waitress. Pretty uh, little girl. Yeah, she seemed, you know, she seemed young. Um, but you know, I, I would, th I, I thought probably, you know, college age or whatever, you know, and, um, but I just, you know, I never really just think about how old people are. I don't think, oh, this person's this old or whatever like that. And at one point she goes, uh, I think, you know, my mom. And, uh, I go, oh yeah. And I was thinking, all right, I'm in Opelika. Maybe her mom, you know, was a teacher or something when I was in school. She goes, yeah. And then she said her mom's name and she goes, yeah, I think you went to a, a dance together in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and her mom is like a year younger than me. 
So it was a real moment of like, geez, I'm old, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like she's 19, uh, you know, and her mom would be like a year younger than me. And I have a two-year-old daughter. I and just, a six-month-old son. And a six-month-old son. Yeah, it just hit me in a way. I was like, wow, I'm old up in here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, granted, I mean, they would have had, she would have had her at like 20. So they got started quick. Yeah. But it was still shocking to me. I was like, wow. Because when people in Opelika will say, "You, I think you know my mom. That's what I, I go to. It's like, oh, you must be, you know, a teacher or something. Your mom must be a teacher. But so that was pretty wild. Mm -hmm. And then we spent a couple of days at my dad's house. We went, you know, we went, we didn't spend the night, but we went up there and then came back. And my, my other sister was there, my younger sister, um, uh, who's my dad's daughter and not my mom's daughter, uh, were there with her husband. So there, there's not a lot of space for, for us to be with the kids. Uh, but that was good. Daisy loved to um, love chasing the cats around. My dad's got a lot of cats now. My dad's really turned into a cat guy. Uh, you know, I don't know what that's all about. He was even kind of preaching the word of the cat, like, oh, the cats are the smartest animals, and I love cats, and... They were like, you know, cats that just kept trying to jump in the door when you go, would go in all day, and some would get in. Uh, and he's had one for a really long time, one cat for a really long time, but there's just so many new cats. And he built himself a little cat house. Yeah, my he had a clubhouse for my sister that was, uh, you know, where she could walk up a ladder and go into a door and then slide down a slide. And she had her own little clubhouse out there. But now he's converted that into like a cat house where a cat goes in and has her kittens. And it just has this little, so there's a bunch of kittens in there and cats just hanging out the windows. And then, I, and then he's got a barn that his dad built. You know, his dad, my grandfather's real old, uh, I was thinking about this. People always love to do this thing where they go, they'll go, yeah, my, today's my uncle's birthday. Had he lived, he'd have been 87 today. So I like to think about that with my grandfather who was born in 1900. It's like, yep, had he been alive, he'd be 123 today. <laughs> uh, something to think about. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, so he built this barn in, before he died in 1966, and my dad's had it remodeled or whatever, and I like to go in there. We used to load hay in it. Me and my stepbrothers used to play in there. So Daisy was down around the barn, and I, I, I was like, let's open the door. I was like, let's go in and look at it. And we opened it, and there were just cats darting out everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, nah, we ain't going to go in there. <laughs> yeah, you closed that door quick, and I was like, what happened? Yeah. I thought it was rats. No, it used to be rats. At least the rats run away. Yeah. The cats are like, what's going on? What do you want? <laughs> and, you know, we went for a ride. My dad's got a, a Polaris, a side-by-side, -side, and we rode around on that and, you know, tried to get her, tried to let her pet some cows and some horses. And, um, you know, we went for a ride out in the woods and she enjoyed that. And then we, you know, she got, my dad's got some chickens, so she got to, um, I don't know, uh, pick some eggs. I don't know what you call harvest some eggs. And uh, 
that was fun. And then I got some clippings. My dad, my grandfather planted a pear tree and a fig tree before he died, and they're both still growing. And so I got some clippings, and I'm going to try to get some rootings from those. I think that'd be real cool to have, you know, a fig or a pear tree from that my grandfather uh, planted. Um, and, uh, you know, all in all, good time. It's always lovely to go to the farm. Yeah. Fresh air. Well yeah. water. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and Daisy had a great time. Mm-hmm. I don't I I do not care for cats inside a house. I'll tell you that. I do not like it. Uh I may be allergic. I have a hard time breathing around it. Like I don't I'm not all, you know, I don't feel like I need to take sinus medication, but it's like it's a noticeable breathing difference for me. Mm. And I'm not into it. Mm-hmm. But they're a smart, smart animal. Yeah, yeah. And uh he also had a couple of dogs that he lets inside. Yeah. Now, we had a dog we used to let inside growing up at my dad's house, a black lab named Lady. And we always let Lady inside. And, you know, I was a kid, and we would have some cats a little bit here and there back in the day. But my dad always seemed to hate cats. He loved dogs, hated cats. Something's happened. You know, years ago, when he was married to his wife before Martha, who's his current wife, uh, of 25 years. They just had an anniversary. So my dad, you know, it's interesting. My dad's been married four times, but he just celebrated a 25-year anniversary. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that shows, I mean, Martha's a strong woman. I mean, four wives in 25 years. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it almost makes the first three null and void. You know, once you get to that 25, you're like, yeah, those other ones were just kind of for play. Yeah. Practice, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, But my dad, he bought some land. And I wanted to drive you over there for you to see it. Because this land uh, was near a creek. And I think we may have talked about this already. But when he bought the land, he plowed it up. And we found all these arrowheads out there. Mm -hmm. Potentially Creek Indian arrowheads. But there was an old house on there. Now, the lady, she owned her land and the house but it was kind of on the land you know it was like you know there was uh, several acres and then her house was kind of cut out of that acreage but we went over there and talked to her anyway real old house house seemed to be falling in and i think this lady's name was hazel and there were just cats everywhere i mean everywhere and i remember us like making fun of this lady about all the cats that she had. And, you know, I feel like my dad's going down the hazel path now with his cats. Well, it's like, you know, everything changed for everybody in 2020, you know? We, <laughs> yeah. we popped out, and now we're a kids people. We yeah. got kids everywhere. We're no longer a couple of dinks. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's what happened to your dad. All of a sudden, he became a cat guy after COVID. You know, people talk about Mandela effect and how, you know, they always say, like, there's different timelines and certain people are on, you know, we're like, the, the idea is that you remember things a certain way, but they're not that way and have never been that way because you've skipped over to a different timeline. You're on a timeline where the Berenstein Bears have always been the Berenstain Bears 
as opposed to the Berenstein Bears, mm-hmm. which I feel like I remember them being Berenstein and not Stain. Bernstein. Bernstein, yeah. Bernstein Bears. Yeah. But it's Bernstein now. That's that's the matrix. That's the main one that trips me up yeah. about Mendez. All the others, I'm like, I don't know. I could just be remembering it wrong. But that one, I'm like, I don't think so. Everybody knows it was Bernstein Bears. Yeah. Find me a millennial who says Bernstein. Yeah, that's what I'm Get saying. Get out of town. That's what I'm saying. Get out of town. It's It blows me away. Yeah. But... Um, but maybe that's it. Maybe maybe we're on the timeline where my dad was always a cat guy. Yeah. Maybe if I find old pictures, I find out Lady was actually a black cat. Yeah. And then you find out you're a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I've been in that barn the whole time. Yeah. Dusty the cat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it's a little bit more like a cat name. <sighs> Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. So, but that was good. That was a good time. Um, my sister has a has has had injured her knee at mm. work, and a lot of drama going on around the knee. Her mm. knee's still not right. Um, so that's a it's a real bummer. Mm-hmm. Got some real work work stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, and then we. Um, you went over to your mom's house with uh, with oh, our yeah. brother-in-law, Rob. Well, my mom was not in town, but my mom still has a house there. And uh, she has some people that'll come in and look out, uh, you know, look out on the house for her. And, um, but, you know, we also have, you know, I have a brother-in-law and, and my mom, you know, I wouldn't say they're fighting with each other, but after years, they just don't talk to each other, you know, so they don't communicate. They're not on good terms, but everybody used to be right. So my brother-in-law had come down to help babysit and we just got to talking and he said, you know, he had not been to the house in a long time, but he had been back in the day, back in the day. I mean, I remember when I moved to Charleston, we were all hanging out at my mom's house the day before he was there. We were partying a little bit you know, because it was like my last night in town. I mean, everybody, it was kind of sad back then, 2003, uh, because we were like, man, I'm leaving. Everybody was like, man, you're leaving and you're, you're not coming back. So we had partied and it's like, I don't know when the last time he's been over there, but it's been a long time. So he just kind of wanted to go and check it out. So we rode over there, and my and my brother in law. I mean, he's over six foot. I don't know how tall would you say he is six? Probably like six three. Yeah, three hundred pounds, big dude. And and then my nephew and um, we're out there, and we're just walking around looking at stuff. You know, I, I had actually when we arrived at the Airbnb uh, on on the yard across from us was six giant lawn bags full of leaves. And I thought, man, I want these leaves, you know, because I had the truck and I had my mom's house. So I was like, even if I can't get the leaves home, I can just park them at my mom's house until I can come get them, which I realized is pretty insane for leaves. But I thought they're already in the bags. So I was like, I'll go drop the leaves off. So that's what I did. I took them to my mom's house, dropped the leaves off. And then I went inside the house. It was walking around, just checking things out, just seeing how, how what was going on in there. 
And then as I was leaving, I was locking up, a car pulls up. And the car that pulls up is the lady that looks in on my mom's house. So she pulls up and she go and, and sees my brother-in-law Rob out there and she goes, can I help you? And he, I mean, he knows this. He's aware of this now. Everybody's told him, but he like went on the offense big time. Like he's like, no, you can't. <laughs> and I, and I think this is what I think was happening. I, I do agree that he's in the wrong, but this is what I think's happening. He doesn't know who this lady is and she doesn't know who he is. So she's like, you know, pulling up being like, can I help you? And he's like, no, you can't. He's like, he's, he's like bringing attitude back big time. Now this lady is no wimp. I mean, she's a tough lady. So she's like not really backing down. But her husband's in the car and her husband's in real bad health. I'm sure he doesn't. I mean, he, but apparently he said something. And Rob was telling me he stuck his head in the car and was like, what'd you say? <laughs> I mean, Rob felt really bad about it. He's like, he's like, you have no idea. He's like, I don't know what came over me. I don't know why I got so angry. But he's like, he was ready to fight. I mean, he was physically ready to go at it with them. And then eventually he's like, I'm here. And this happened so fast. I was just locking the door. And eventually she was like, he was like, I'm here with my brother-in-law, Dusty. And she goes, oh, Dusty's here? And he was like, yeah. And then it was like, and then I came out, I go, hey, what's happening? And then everything was fine. We were in five seconds, we were laughing and hugging each other and everything was great. I was like, yeah. I was like, what's happening out here? Because they were so fired up and I was like, I was thanking her. I was like, yeah, thanks for coming and checking on my mom's house. Yeah, none of it made sense. It doesn't make sense for for this lady to step to a strange, large man <laughs> yeah. in the dark. Why would you ever approach <laughs> a stranger like that when you're a woman, first of all? And then on Rob's part, he was completely in the wrong. He's trespassing <laughs> on someone else's property, seemingly. And then someone asks can I help you? And, and he basically gets into threat mode. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them are just insane. I mean, it was so insane. <laughs> and I just thought, oh man, I'll go. I, I, I thought, oh man, uh, Rob and my mom, they don't even get along with each other. And now I, I, I'm sure I was like, Tracy's going to call my mom and tell her what happened. And now I'm going to have a lot of explaining to do. And I was just like, geez. And uh, Tracy didn't even tell her. Yeah, that's kind of the weirdest part. To be the lady that's watching out over your house and you don't even tell them like the noteworthy event of like finding strange people at the house. And I call them and I call my mom eventually and tell her and she goes, well, tell Rob, I'm sorry that happened. And I'm like, no, I was like, <laughs> it's like, it's the most, also the most unlikely thing for my mom to say. And I'm like, <laughs> that's the matrix. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mandela effect here. We're swapping timelines. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But, um, and a black cat runs across the scene and you got to get out of there. Yeah. Got to go back oh. to the cat farm. And then across, I don't know, you know, if you follow Hannah on Instagram, you might see the a story that she made or a, or a reel that she made, but the neighbor across the street from my mom's house 
puts my neighbor here in Nashville to shame with the amount of inflatables. I mean, this, this guy's yard is a complete spectacle. I mean, it is like when you're hanging out at my mom's house, if you think people are about to turn in the driveway all the time because they slow down in the road to look at these lights. I mean, it is an insane amount of inflatables. Yeah, it's like if you ask this guy, what's your sexual orientation? He'd say Christmas decorations. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's what he is now. Yeah. And then in the daytime, I mean, Hannah's meme was, you know, when you, when you drop them off at night versus them in the morning. Because if you look at these decorations in the morning, it's just... Just looks like clothes laying out on the lawn. Yeah, and it is winter in the south. It's gray and it's muddy and it's soppy. Yeah, winter in the south is is really sad because it's like all the gray and depressingness of winter with no snow. Yeah, I mean winter in in the north is like it. It is nice because it's like yeah, it's at least you got some pretty snow on the ground. Yeah, yeah, his decorations are a marvel. Yeah, I mean, our neighbor's still rocking his. He had a few more, I think, by the time we got back. Yeah. What, what do we want to bet how long it's going to take? Uh... I don't know. I mean, because it took him a while to get him up. It felt yeah. like he didn't get him up until... He didn't a... get him up until like the 24th, Yeah, it felt like. <laughs> he got him up in like maybe the 22nd. Yeah. I was like, you should have just, if you're going to do all that, get him up on the 1st of December. Go for it. He's waiting until like a couple days before Christmas, and I'm thinking, geez, these are going to be up until April. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, they're gonna duck, be up until April. We're going, we're putting bunny ears on that Santa Claus. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're looking for Easter eggs underneath them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Daisy got out there and played around with it a little bit today. She yeah. was having a good time. I think kids enjoy it the most. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what they say. And then we went to uh, we went over to Jim Bob's. Oh yeah, and uh, I, I always love to go to Jim Bob's, and I finally got Hannah on to Jim Bob's. Oh yeah, she actually was talking about how good Jim Bob's was. I think it was my idea to go. Yeah, well, because it was it was you were setting up the day to be just a disaster food wise. We were going to, this is what we were going to do, folks. Dusty wanted to do Waffle House. It's not that I wanted to do Waffle House, but. We were, we had a date with your parents for Waffle House in the morning. And then Jim Bob's. And then Dusty wanted to also go to Western Sizzlin. All three in the same day. Yeah. And I said, listen, I got to tap out at at least one of those. I cannot do all three of those in one day. Yeah, it was hard. And we did not pull it off. No. We did West. Well, Thank God the well, my, devil didn't bring us down that day. Well, my dad wanted to get dinner. And I was like, well, I, I only got a couple of days. And I already spent, you know, two here. I can't do dinner. I do breakfast with you. So he chose Waffle House. And uh, my dad loves Waffle House. Yeah. I Well, what's I, not to love? I, I You know. The oil. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I mean, taste wise, I'm I'm just as into it as I've always been. Yeah, but it does not make me feel good anymore. But it was nice to go. I went. My mom says this is the gross Waffle House, but it's the Waffle House by Western Sizzlin. It's the Waffle House by my exit, where I used to eat at all the time. I love that Waffle House. That's you know. 
It's a little redneck, little ghetto over there. And it's like, that's my Waffle House. Feels like home. I like that one over there. Yeah. You know, it's by all the shady hotels mm-hmm. and, and all that. And it's also across the street from Western Sizzlin. And so what I wanted to do, and I realize now on my special, I also have a Waffle House joke. But I wanted to hit the places where I have jokes. So we did a little video inside Jim Bob's because I have a a Jim Bob's joke on the special coming out on Netflix on January 16th. And uh, we have, um, so we did a a video of kind of like ordering in Jim Bob's and then uh, eating and, you know, just exciting stuff. I mean, because... Maybe nothing happens, but this is my, this is where I go in my fantasy land. Uh, I talk about Hyman's a lot on various jokes. I did a Comedy Central where I had, I talked about Hyman's and people do go to Hyman's now quite a bit and say that I sent them. I don't know how often, but somebody told me they went in one time and asked the bartender had they heard of me and the bartender seemed annoyed by it. Um, And I like that. It means people are going in there. So my, my fantasy land is that people go to Jim Bob's after the special because Jim Bob's is right off the interstate. So I'm hoping people are driving down through Opelika and they go, what's this Jim Bob's place? Let's pop in there. And then Jim Bob's, you know, gets some increase in business because of a comedy special. So we made a little thing that we'd like to convert into a real and I'll say this just as, you know, free advertising for Jim Bob's. I try to avoid uh, deep fried food. I don't really like it. I don't get into it. Like, I do like it, but I just, like, don't like to eat like that all the time, you know? But, I mean, I knew I was going down to Opelika, and I'm like, I'm hitting up Jim Bob's. Yeah. For real. Yeah, Jim Bob's is like a better homegrown Zaxby's. I mean, that's what it is. It's like, it's like Zaxby's, the, the founder of Zaxby's went to Jim Bob's and was like, oh, this is a good idea. Let's franchise this out. Uh, and then they just don't do it as good. Yeah. And I mean, Jim Bob's, the sauce, the dipping sauce is special and different and good. The, the I mean, obviously the chicken is delicious, great seasoning, but then the fries are good too. Yeah. When you get that trifecta, I mean, yeah. good night. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I worked at Jim Bob's. I was the sauce guy, so I made that sauce. And, um, you know, they, they have real chicken that they batter and deep fry. It's not, they're not buying the frozen stuff. And they have the good, the good bread, that mm. good kind of Texas toast. Yeah. And then they, I got the combo platter with the cheese sticks, the coleslaw. Used to be, and probably still could, you can sub out the coleslaw for an extra cheese stick. But I'm at an age now where I like coleslaw. Yeah. I'd like to eat that. Yeah, I love coleslaw. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to eat more cheese sticks. Mm-hmm. But it was great. I loved it. And we, so we made a little video. And then what I wanted to do was make a video on Western Sizzling because I, 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 uh, of the places I talk about local to Opelika, I give Western Sizzling the most amount of flack. And it's mainly a green bean joke about saying that there was a guy sweating in the green beans. So I wanted to do a video where I show myself eating the green beans at Western Sizzling so that when the special comes out, I could release that video proving that I will eat the green beans at Western Sizzling and that it's a great 
classy establishment, and I think people should go there. But I wasn't able to make that trifecta work that day. And then we had to leave the next day. Yeah. So. Well, it's too bad, but I feel like your stomach probably thanks you. I know mine does. Yeah, I think so, too. But I love a hamburger steak at Western Sizzle, and that's what I used to get. You can get green peppers and onions, a little mushroom gravy over it. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. I'm sorry I missed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and all the times, I think I've only had one bad experience eating at the Western Sizzle. Yeah, and I was there with you. Yeah. And I that might have been my only experience. Yeah. I'm I not mean, sure I went back after that. We've, we've been to, we went to one a couple of times on the way back from like Oklahoma. Oh, on the road. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went to that one in Oodlewa. That's where I, uh, we went with my sister, we went with Jennifer and Gerald that time. Okay. That was a good one. Yeah. But this one in Opelika is a locally owned Western Sizzlin. Yeah. So it's a hot spot. I like it. Uh, Sunday, the Sunday buffet is where it's at. Matter of fact, you know, the woman that got into that altercation with your brother-in-law at your mom's house, she worked at Western Sizzlin. She did work at Western Sizzlin. And also my sister married to the brother-in-law worked at Western Sizzlin. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's a rite of passage, you might say. That's what my brother-in-law kept saying, that Westerns, everybody's had to go through there. Yeah. A lot of people have worked there. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's a hot spot. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really enjoyed it. Mm. I really enjoyed my time there. Yeah. I worked there on two separate occasions. And you know what? It's been in business for a dang long time, and not all businesses can say that. Well, that is true. And it survived the pandemic, and that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, well, let's just think about this. I mean, I'm I'm 41. I worked there when I was 16 for the first the first time. So I don't know that math, but what is that, 25 years ago? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, so let's say 25 years. That's a long time. Yeah. And I, it was open since I was a kid. So I would say, let's make it 35 years. Yeah, so it's an American institution. Yeah. It's part of the soul of this country when walmart walmart used to be in that area mm-hmm. and western Sizzling was in the walmart parking lot basically so it was prime location Oof. and then walmart moved on them mm. but they survived yeah that waffle house and that western Sizzling. how do you decide between the two and then you can just keep driving if you're me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keep driving on down to two more exits and get you some gym bobs. There you go. Yeah. But, you know, the uh, even the gym bobs I used to work at closed down. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they had some drama. Yeah. I like that drama, but yeah. I don't know if you want to share. No, nah, I don't want to share that drama, but I will. Let's talk about gym bobs though. We went in. So I was talking to the girl, one of the owners and, uh, and, and a, as you, as you noted, she didn't seem to know me when I was there, uh, at, at first, but I think that is because I go there every time I'm in Opelika. So I feel like Maybe just the average Jim Bob eater is only going there a few times a year, you know? So I'm in there enough to where maybe she don't even know I don't live there. Yeah, but you're like this local hometown guy that's like, you know, kind of a comedian. But maybe she doesn't know. Maybe she's just like, yeah, I see him in here a couple times a year. Yeah, well, that's kind of the quirky part about it. 
she just was completely unaffected by you. Yeah. But you were like being real friendly in a way where I'm like, it seems like he, you know her. Yeah. But she's not giving you a vibe like she cares at all. Well, my friend, my friend Jim used to work there and Jim actually worked at Jim Bob's with me when we were in high school, me and him graduated together. And, uh, and then he went off and did something. I don't know what he did, but he went to school to be a chef. Uh, so he was an actual chef, but he was back working at Jim Bob's for whatever reason, who knows what's going on in people's lives. But I would always see him in there and I would talk to him and I always enjoyed seeing him. And then not long ago, I saw on Facebook that he had gotten a chef job. Uh, so I was like, all right, good for Jim. So I was just asking her about him. I go, yeah, see, Jim, Jim doesn't work here anymore. Uh, so he got a new job. How's that going? She's like, good. She goes, you mean, how's it going at his new job or that he doesn't work here anymore? And, uh, cause she goes, cause I haven't seen him. And I go, okay. I mean, I, I said, I guess it's good that yeah, he's not you know, that you haven't seen him, I guess that means it's going well, or he's died. And she goes, he's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and I just laughed and, uh, you know, and, um, and then, um, we, uh, we sat down and then she brings our food to us and she goes, sorry, I wasn't trying to be rude about Jim back there. Uh, I go, and you know, we just laugh. She goes, no, I, she does, you know, he's a chef and, you know, I think he had gotten a little burned out and it was, you know, it was time for him to leave. And it, so I don't know if he got fired or if he quit, but either way he got a new job and I think they were happy to see it. And so I said, I was like, oh, okay. But I was like, I was just making a joke with you. I said, either uh, him being gone is good because it's going well or he's died and you said well he's not coming back and she just busted out laughing like she didn't even catch that at first and um yeah she was like yeah he's alive as far as i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it seems like she didn't really stay in touch no mm -hmm. but i think that was a you know it's a fun interaction and i saw That's chuck fun. chuck is the the owner of the whole jim bob's chuck's barbecue dynasty i thought he was going to come over and say something like shake dusty slate's hand but i don't think he cared i don't me and chuck were never tight okay i never worked for chuck mm -hmm. uh, indirectly i worked for him at jim bob's but you know the great thing that they used to have was when you're in high school if you work at jim bob's which has all this delicious food you can go there anytime you want you could go there every day and eat for free you just can't get it to go and you can't bring a friend. You can't get a friend free food. But you can also go to Chuck's and eat for free. So we would get off work and like every day or get out of school and every day go to Chuck's mm. and eat. It's unbelievable. That's delicious. It is delicious. Yeah, that's Southern hospitality. The sad part about Chuck's is that I don't eat pork anymore. So... Uh, I really do miss out on the pulled pork sandwiches at Chuck's. I mean, they are really something. But I do, I'll do the pulled chicken now, and they have a, 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 a sauce that they do, and then a, um, a kind of a, uh, a diced pickle onion slaw, which is it's so great. Mm. They had buy one, get one free barbecue sandwiches before I quit eating pork, and I went there. And one day I ate four sandwiches in a sitting. 
Wow. I was pretty overweight at the time. Yeah, I bet you were. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, but you were young and you were metabolizing. Yeah. It was slowing down, though. Yeah. It was slowing down. Yeah, it sure was. This is a nighttime podcast for us, by the way. This is a Thursday night, um, you know, and we even got started a little later because I put Daisy to bed and then I fell asleep. And then we came in and tried to start the podcast right away after I woke up and I was real spaced out and uh, didn't have it together. So, and that's why I opened the podcast this time, just to give us a breath of fresh air, just to jump in an unexpected, quirky way, just to, I don't know, get us out of our heads. (laughs) Yeah. And it worked for a while. (laughs) (laughs) now we're doing fine but um we've covered a lot of topics yeah because i you know i got to uh we just got home yesterday oh let's let me tell you this i don't like to admit when i make these kinds of mistakes but yesterday from from opelika to nashville is a five-hour drive and we come straight through birmingham and every time I take 280 from Opelika to Birmingham and then from Birmingham 65 home. And I always look at my maps. For some reason, Birmingham is a little confusing for me. So I always pull out my maps. But this time I was like, really, how complicated is it? I just look for North 65 and then I, that's what I do. How, why am I making it more complicated than that? So I don't pull out my maps. We're driving. I get almost to Tuscaloosa before I realize that I've gone like South 59. I added two hours to our drive yesterday. We thought we were two hours away from home. Turns out we were four hours away. It was unbelievable. Heartbreaking. It is like, I mean, when you're traveling... A mistake like that is 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 as bad as it gets. I it's mean, the, devastating. The only thing worse than that is a wreck. Like yeah. you're involved in a wreck. Yeah. It was like absolutely devastating. Yeah, because keep in mind, we got two children that are babies, basically. Daisy's two, but she's just like a baby that can talk. But she's got the 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 mindset of a baby like she'll just cry she can talk enough to demand food (laughs) and if she drops one of her toys she can scream like uh something horrible has happened yeah and um and then sam's just a baby and he's just scared like why am i stuck in this chair for six hours (laughs) yeah poor little boy but we did it and we got home late. We didn't get home late, but it was already dark. And then we were all so tired. And um, so we got up today. We had a nice, nice lazy day today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I fly out tomorrow to Salt Lake City, Utah, where I'll be going to Wise Guys for the weekend, 29th, 30th, and 31st. I'll be ringing in the New Year's in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I'm excited to go back. It's been a long time since I've been there. And, you know, I went the first time in 2019 prior to COVID, and I really fell in love with Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. I came back telling you about it. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't stop talking about it. I was just like, this is such a cool, beautiful city, wonderful. And then the next time I went back was in May of 2020, and it was just a different thing. Like, the city was still great, but, you know, after COVID, it shut down, and real... um, 
just real kind of sad around there. Yeah. And then I think I've been back one time since then, but uh, I'm happy to go back. Feels like I'll be going back at a fairly normal time. Um, Unless there's something going on with the uh, the the effect. Oh, Mandela effect. Yes. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. But at least it's after Christmas. Hopefully all that stuff's gone. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't celebrate Christmas and I'm, I'm over it. I'm over all the decor. It just, to me, uh, almost all together, it feels like a lot of people are over Christmas and it feels like we're, we're like forcing it. Yeah. We're kind of going through the motions. Like we're like, we went so like, we were like, you know, when we were all kids, it was about Jesus, uh, and Santa Claus. And then it like almost came completely about Santa Claus and then people are like, you know, trying to act like it's about Jesus. Like they're like, no, it's about you. And it's like, well, for some people it is. But for the most part, it's it's about Santa Claus out here. And uh, I'm just over it. Mm-hmm. And um, so many sweets, too. Like we were just eating so many like sweets and cookies. And it's just like, oh, if I see a cookie, I'm going to barf. Yeah. Sweets are killing us out here. Oh, yeah. In general, it's like. Because this goes back to almost like the Thanksgiving kind of talk that I had years ago when you had all these old people that knew how to bake and they were baking these wonderful treats. uh, It was like it was great because you're getting some pies and some things like that around the holidays. And it's like. But now it's like nobody's, you know, people bake a little bit, but they're, they're like covering M&Ms with caramel and sugar powder. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah. try some Christmas crack. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, jeez. Okay. You take one bite and you have diabetes. Yeah. And you're like, gosh. Yeah. And it's just like, it's not presented well. And there's just so much of it that it's not really a treat. Yeah. It's like when I can go down to the local coffee shop and get the same treat that you're bringing me on Christmas any day of the week, what is the point? Yeah. It's just like, I just want, I want to go to, to people's houses on the holidays and they give us uh healthy food they're a like a cup of tea yeah. <laughs> just let's sit around a table let's enjoy a cup of warm tea in pretty yeah. saucers and just talk for 20 minutes and just say okay merry christmas just some conversation yeah just sit and talk for 20 minutes take in each other's presence and say well i gotta go yeah i'm gonna go home and try to sleep a little bit longer than i normally do because I got a little bit of time off. Yeah. Merry All Christmas. I want is for people to sit around and let me talk to them about uh, swales and gardening and and propagating uh, fig trees and pear trees mm-hmm. and just trying to cultivate topsoil on a land uh, that's all clay with the bags of leaves I find on the side of the road. Yeah. That's the kind of conversation I'm looking for out here. Listen, if you guys are thinking about sending Dusty a gift, because some of y'all do, and we do appreciate it, don't don't try to get fancy. Just send some leaves yeah. to his P.O. box. <laughs> Even if you just send one crumpled up leaf, he'll use it. He'll use it. And I know that about him. He will just use leaves and the thing about giving gifts is i've i love giving gifts it might be my love language i think 
but I've come to realize, you know, most of the time you give somebody something and I'm not confident they'd like it and I'm not confident they're going to use it. And I've just decided recently, I'm not giving people gifts unless I know it's the perfect gift and they're going to like it. I just hate giving people something and stressing myself out about it to them not use it. It that is what's happening. With I hate it. it. That is is that is what's happening with gift giving. It is like you just you're just supposed to be given a gift. Yeah. And there's no there's no there's no meaning or 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 specialness to it. You're just like I got to do it. It's perf- perfunctory. You know, you just got to go for it. Yeah, it's you just, just empty. You just given a gift and like my dad has gotten me so many wrench sets. It's like, if you ask my dad, like my dad doesn't even think I do any work. Uh, he asked me about the title to my Netflix. He goes, what's this working man thing? And, uh, and I start telling him and he's, he's done gone somewhere else mentally. Uh, he's tuned out. He doesn't care about the working man thing. Uh, but if you were like, does he use wrenches? He do any work? He'd go, oh, no, he ain't doing nothing. <laughs> but yet he buys me a wrench set every year of some sort. I got so many sockets and wrenches. It's like at least diversify it. How about one year get me a screwdriver set or a couple of hammers? If you're going to get anything at all, I'm not even asking you to get anything. But he just keeps buying these wrenches. And I just don't understand why. I mean, wrenches, I use them some, but for very few things. There's not a lot of things I'm doing that requires a wrench or a socket. And I'm definitely not wearing out. the Like he got me one one year. And then the next year got me the exact same set. Exactly the same thing. Uh, and I go, and then I open it up and there's like, mud in there and i go did you give me a used socket set (laughs) he's like no it's not used and then my stepmom even was like backing him up no it's brand new and then turn come to find out it was my he one year he got me one and my sister's husband one and then in between that year my sister and that guy got divorced and I guess he went and took the socket set back and then re-gifted it to me. So it was used. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's mud on it. They're used. <laughs> I like that like Martha was in on it. No, no, it's not used. Yeah, it's like... This was ours to begin with. <laughs> that... That sorry guy over there, glad he's out of the family. He shouldn't even have had it to begin with. That was ours. That was a we're renting it to him. And uh, but it's like I got so many sockets and wrenches that it's like though like give me a pack of zip ties. I mean that's something I go through. Give me some string. Get me a shovel. Propagate me a fig bush. These are things I use. Otherwise, you're just spending money to be spending money mm. you know what i mean i do i do and that's that's my thing with gifts is I, I i mean i like getting gifts but sometimes i'm just like did this person just like 
run quickly to Walgreens to try to find me something just to give this to me for the sake of giving me something because that's I don't need it. I'm dang near pushing 40 here. I don't need anything. You know, I don't want you to just give me something because you feel some sort of weird societal pressure to give me something. You know, just write me a thoughtful note if you if you want to do something. And then and vice versa for Well, me, in that sense, they're like, nah, I'd rather just buy you something than write a note. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but if you if you want to show someone you care, like, okay, gifts are like the most basic expression of that. But really I think like it, it there's there's such thoughtlessness to, to some people's gifts. And I'm not trying to be ungrateful or anything like that because I, I, I think I sometimes I've I've made this mistake. That's what I'm saying is I've made this mistake where I, I'll be like, oh, it's so and so's birthday coming up, or oh, this is this event's happening, so I should give them something. And I just like I just end up getting something, and then as I'm giving it to them, I'm like, they don't care about this. Yeah. Why did I even do this? Probably stress myself out going to get it. It's like, pff, who cares? I know it's like the um, the movie Superbad, right? The whole movie is these kids trying to get this liquor to take to this party so they could be the heroes. And all that they go through to get the liquor. And then when they finally get it there, they're like, oh, yeah, just put it in there with all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm just trying to, I'm just going to do less with gifts. This is a bit of a long email, but I wanted to try to read at least some of this. Are you into that? Yeah. This is, uh, this, the subject line is podcast binge complete. Uh, apologies in advance for the long email, but it's going to feel like a quick read because of the heat index. Okay. Dusty <laughs> Slay fan alert. I have just finished listening all the way through the five year history of your podcast over the past three months. Forget stream of consciousness. This was more like riding a raging river of consciousness. It feels like your life just flashed before my eyes over the last 90 days, and it was very inspirational. I can't recall how many times I've been disappointed when people that I admired through the years achieved the blue checkmark type of fame and immediately downplayed the role that their faith, family, and friends played in helping them find success. So many, so many entertainers find a wider audience and choose to publicly renounce or thoroughly downplay their Christian faith to avoid the stereotypes and assumptions that come with this label in modern times. Needless to say... When I hit the pandemic era of the podcast and listened as the Bible talk arrived and expanded over time, I was pleasantly surprised and grateful. (coughs) Our family found your comedy through the YouTube algorithms a few years ago, a rare diamond in the usual junk of heap of recommended links. We have been going to comedy clubs and theater shows over 20 years now. Uh, I am being completely truthful when I tell you that the hell of a storm bit is my favorite piece of stand-up comedy ever. I have listened to it literally hundreds of times at this point, and I belly laugh every time without fail. With that being said, I was on the edge of my seat listening to the early days of the podcast and hearing the story come to life in the first in the in the days you first experienced it it was so wild to hear you and hannah riffing back and forth on the podcast and crafting what would go on to become my favorite bit and line of all time hey man you've been crying a lot (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, that was really fun. I mean, when that happened, yeah. the podcast was pretty early on. We did on. write that bit on the podcast. That's funny because I've always thought that. But now when he reminds me of it, I'm like, yeah, Dusty owes a lot to me. Well, we were, you know, that night uh, when the power was out, because we weren't able to get the power cut back on that day because it was a Sunday night. So actually me and Hannah went to a Starbucks and charged our phones and then uh, came back and laid in bed and, and were riffing that. Oh, yeah. I mean, because we even talked to your dad that night. <laughs> and it was kind of like, oh, the power's out. We, we, we had the Starbucks charging our phones. Oh, man. All right, here we go. We were able to see you perform in person for the first time at Center Stage with Aaron Weber earlier this year. So happy to hear that was one of your first sold-out theater shows because there will be countless ones to follow. It was a great evening that left our faces hurting and stomach sore from laughing. We already have tickets in hand for your Atlanta return in March. My wife and I are originally from Knoxville, Tennessee, from the Knoxville, Tennessee area. And while we live in North Georgia now, we are honored that you chose the Bijou Theater to record your first hour special. I am eternally bummed that I was not there to see it live, but we look forward to watching the finished product on Netflix next month. That's right. January 16th. January 16th. Realizing it may sound a little crazy to binge the full history Oh, this was in. I really like this email. That's why I wanted to read it. I read it at about 4 a.m. Uh, in bed in the Airbnb after, because I had to sleep with Daisy uh, for the last few days and she would kick me in the back in the night and not, and not let me sleep. Realizing it may sound a little crazy to binge the full history of your podcast in 90 days, let me give you a quick little rundown of some things about me that I think might explain my fondness for your content. All right. Born May 17th, 1980. Okay. I'm May 18th, 1982. Left-handed, raised in a double-wide trailer outside of Knoxville, Tennessee. My first boss-slash-job mentor was a retired NFL defensive lineman. Moved over a dozen times through the years, but never lived outside of the South. Not a fan of pets, golf, or religious holidays that are really secular, a big Old Testament junkie. I even co-wrote a commentary on the book of Numbers, survived a handful of experiences that should have maimed or killed me by the grace of God, love a good Western sizzling, okay, love any Western sizzling, battled vertigo on several occasions, uh, including one while lying in the middle of a pro wrestling ring. Love my wife, two kids, and spending time with my extended family and telling stories with friends. This just sounds like you. Yeah. I wrote this to myself. Yeah. Your openness and openness and willingness to share so much of your life, faith, advice, and stories has made me a bigger fan of Dusty the Man than I already was of Dusty Slay the Comedian. Your take on the Old Testament law and Peter's vision from Acts 10 has truly challenged me to reconsider my own stances on food. Well, I appreciate that. You know what? Because uh, this one in particular, because I feel like that, Acts 10, Peter's vision, is the answer to the dietary laws. And I don't know that everybody is saying that. I feel like that is the answer. Um, and when I when I came across that, I'm like, that that's that's all the convincing I need. 
Um, my wife and I are praying about changing our diets in 2024, and that conversation would have never started without your podcast. You truly make us listeners feel like a part of your family. I recall how sad it was to hear the episode where you spoke about your Aunt Kat's passing. I read her obituary online, and brought, and it brought a smile to my face uh, to see her tea cakes got a mention. Those must have been truly legendary. I really, when I was reading this, and even just now reading it, I feel like my eyes get a little watery. Uh, it makes me sad, too. And I even went and read Aunt Kat's uh, obituary after that. I look forward to being a faithful listener uh, of the podcast for as long as you choose to continue it. I have even stopped listening to a couple of other podcasts that were full of cursing and negativity that felt even more hollow and dark than I realized once I had your podcast to compare against them. You and your uh, you and your family are in my prayers, uh, are in the prayers of my family. Thank you for your countless hours of entertainment, inspiration, and encouragement. While we both know the current state of holidays are not at all biblical, I do hope the downtime and general slowdown of things is restful and peaceful for you and your shows and career in 2024. And that your shows and career in 2024 are be beyond. I can't read now. I, I, I yeah, did, dude, I'm getting tired. I did this whole thing. But anyway, uh, we will be listening, watching, and showing up when we can. Uh, thank I just you. mean it's hard to listen because I'm. No, no, I know. Thank you very much for that email. That was very nice. Yes, that's so sweet. And, um, and these late night podcasts are hard on Hannah because, you know, she. Uh, you know, she has to do more with the babies than I do. Um, yeah, I'm on third shift. I'm just, I'll, I'll go to sleep after this for a couple hours and then Sam will wake me up. Yeah, but I really appreciated that uh, email. And when I was reading it, I, 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 I was, it was very early in the morning. No one was awake and I got me a little teary eyed and I went and found, found my Aunt Kat's um, obituary. Uh, and it said, her greatest joy in life came from serving and giving to others. She loved to bake and share with friends and family. She was well known for her delicious tea cakes. She will be greatly missed by family and friends. Mm. And uh, I had no idea the tea cakes had made the obituary. I think that's hilarious. Um, but she is greatly missed. And every time... Uh, especially holidays, because that's when I would see her around this time, around Thanksgiving. That's when I would see my Aunt Cat, and it is sad to not see her. Um, yes, we loved Aunt Cat, and we 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 gave Daisy her middle name. Yeah, like Daisy's middle name is Catherine. Daisy Catherine. Yeah, yeah. Aunt Cat was just salt of the earth. Salt of the earth. Yeah, love that lady. Me too. And uh, so I really like that email. There's a lot of emails and I wanted to go through more of them, but that one stuck out to me in particular. And, uh, and I just, uh, yeah, I'm glad I got to read that. I tried to read fast and clear. I think I did a pretty good job there to the end. And I was, you actually did a great job, but I think you got in your head about it in the end. And then once you started doing it, it was like a domino effect. It's of like stuttering. It's like bowling for me. When I go bowling, sometimes I go bowling, I, I, I realize that I'm not a good bowler. So I don't even put pressure on myself to be good. I'm just like, I'm going to just have fun out here. But if I roll a couple of strikes in a row, or if the game is like, I'm like, oh, I'm winning. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe I am good at bowling. 
and then I completely collapse. I'll gutter ball. <laughs> I'll gutter ball every time after that. I mean, yeah. it, it will tank so fast that other people will be like, "Dang, are you, are you, are you hustling us out here?" And then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, geez, you never. This is your first time, or what?" You'd think you'd be a little bit better, like under pressure, because like as a comedian, you're performing under pressure a lot. You're you know, you're right. rising up to challenges, but the bowling just, you just can't, can't pull it off. I think it's because I know what I'm doing with comedy. So yeah. when the pressure's on, I know how to get in there and get it done. Yeah. But with bowling, I have no idea what I'm doing. No. I just throw the ball and hope it, you know, it goes. Yeah. All the way to the end, knocks down a couple of pins. Yeah. In those goofy shoes. In those goofy shoes. Yeah. Anything that you'd like to share? Um, well, I've been reading a, a book called The Kneeling Christian. Yeah. Written by an unknown author. Yeah. That my beloved sister-in-law, Dusty's sister, Trisha, gave me. And I really like it. And it's really hammering home the power and the importance of prayer. And so I've been praying more. And I'm just trying to pray all the time. And that's all I have to say. Well, I like that. And I want, uh, I'd like to read something, a Bible verse. Oh, okay. Because um, I think, um, you know, I, I oftentimes will have problems with some, some family uh, over my choice to not celebrate Christmas and stuff like that and, and various holidays. And, um, you know, and I can be convicted about it and people, you know, will they say, well, you know, you just gotta, you know, spend time with family and do this or whatever. And it's like, I just, this, this verse occurred, occurred to me and I just find it interesting and I just want to read it and then maybe talk about it for a second. And then, but it says, this is Matthew 10, 34 through 39. This is Jesus talking. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father and daughter against her mother and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. And I just think that's Jesus just saying, listen, everything, uh, it's, it's, it's me uh, against everything. Like Jesus is like, anything worldly, anything uh, pagan, anything, you have to reject those things. And if people come against you, uh, no matter who it is for rejecting them, it doesn't mean that you have to go to war with them, but it means that, you know, it, it, it just, to me, it means that you reject those things to come to Jesus, no matter what you don't, you don't bend on those. You don't go, well, I know, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I want to maintain this relationship. So I'll keep doing this thing that God doesn't like because I want to maintain this relationship. I just think that's, it's important to, you know, 
always keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eye, and that's that's how you're going to maintain your your happiness and your and your hope. Uh, eyes on Jesus. Yeah, and if that seems like kind of like an existential idea to keep your eyes on Jesus, I mean, you can't see Jesus. You know what I mean? Then try to do what I've been doing. Pray about it. Pray yeah. about what's on your mind. Pray about what you don't know what to do. Pray about direction in your life. Pray about relationships. Pray about peace. And, and just pray about everything. Pray about the yeah. small and the medium and the big. And no man-made tradition is is worth it, is worth risking, um, you know, your relationship with Jesus. Amen. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys. I hope I didn't end that with a, in a, on a weird tone. No, but do you think I should close off the podcast since I started it and you always start and close the podcast? I think so. One time I feel like we had a debate on how I said to you, I, <laughs> I said, I, I always end it this way. And you go, you don't always end it that way. And I was like, well, yeah, I always end it this way. And then so, you know, but if you feel confident that you can you can do it, then I'm I trust you. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and we're having a good time. Thank mm-hmm. you.